Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this beautiful Tuesday, the 6th of September, 2022. And I trust you've started the week really strongly, and hopefully your team is making not so much every post a winner, but they're making progress and not necessarily getting caught up in perfection. And uh, in today's episode, I want to get straight into it because I want to talk about failure. And specifically as a sales leader, how do you approach failure? Now, if you've been in sales a little bit or you've done some reading or you've heard people speak, you'll often hear people talk about sales being a numbers game. And for, look, for all intents and purposes, it is because sales is not a, a game of perfection. There's a process you have to follow. And unfortunately for many people, they don't like the failure part. They don't like the rejection part. They don't like the no part of sales. But unfortunately, it is inevitable. And many organizations though, and this is what I find really, really intriguing, many organizations continue to heap pressure upon the sales teams and also upon the sales leaders to perform what what many would consider to be extraordinary deeds and often unfairly to the point where failure is almost not an option. Now, I must say, based on my experience, that many senior leaders within organizations who place this uh, let's just say this unrelenting pressure on their sales teams. And look, let's let's put one thing to the side that sales is the lifeblood of every business and we need revenue to come in. So we need revenue and we need profitable revenue for a company to be sustainably successful. However, unfortunately, too many senior leaders place far too much pressure on the sales teams to get everything perfectly right. And when things don't go according to plan, they launch what uh, for many considered to be a forensic investigation, almost like the Spanish Inquisition, to try and find out who is to blame for this failure. And is it any wonder that sales teams suffer from a little bit of um, uh, failureitis and uh, avoidance of failure and maybe the fear of failure? And many sales leaders don't necessarily share as much information upwards as perhaps they would if there was an environment that where failure was not only... Uh, expected, it was actually accepted as part of building a successful team and therefore a successful culture. Because many of these senior leaders, don't in, oh, there's always exceptions to the rule, but in a lot of cases, they've never really carried the bag. They've never really been in sales themselves. So they don't necessarily understand the psychology behind it and the fact that, you know what, there's a few things you have to go through, a few ob- obstacles you have to deal with and some challenges you have to meet in order to be successful uh, and not everything will just turn to gold, despite what many senior leaders will believe in terms of them having the very best product or the very best service. And I've talked a lot about this, and uh, at, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, your customers are not interested in your product, and they're not interested in your service. So they're simply interested in a solution to a problem they have. Now, but as senior leaders, sometimes we lose sight of that and they will simply look at, hey, I have the best product. So of course, every single person in the marketplace is going to want to fall over themselves to purchase our product because I am the chief XYZ officer of this organization. And hence, often there can be a reputation on the line where this senior leader is looking at how they can protect their own reputation 
And their thought process is, well, every single organization needs my product, so why wouldn't they buy them? And if they don't buy them, God forbid if they purchase from a competitor, what am I going to do as a senior leader? I'm going to look for somebody within my organization to blame, to find out why they've let the organization down, and they'll start to crack the whip, which I've seen time and time and time again. Unfortunately, as we know, and this is somewhat of an obvious statement, it doesn't create a great culture. When you've got senior leaders who are looking for somebody to blame and they carry out these lost reviews and they sit in an office or they sit across the desk from somebody and ask copious amounts of forensic questions to try and find out what information they can gather so they can apportion blame to somebody rather than saying, you know what? Sales is a numbers game. Our product may not be a fit for every single organization out there, and that's okay. But what are the lessons that we can learn from this? So I want to talk about this in terms of what we do as a sales leader and how we approach failure because losing or failure in sales, uh, unfortunately, is inevitable. And it's a key element, though, of being successful. Not everything you touch is going to turn to gold, but it also comes down to how you define it. What do you define as failure? Now, I know for a fact there are real estate agents out there that uh, spend a lot of their time knocking on doors, and that could be either physically or virtually, whether it be through the phone, through text message, through instant messaging, through things like social media, knocking on doors to try and find prospective customers who would like to list their property with them. Now, their statistics, uh, for many people who are not uh, well-versed in sales, might be quite confronting in that every hundred times they knock on the door of somebody, whether virtually or in or in person, they can expect between 97 and 98 people to say no. And in some cases, slam the door in their face, telling them to absolutely bugger off. And they simply get two to three uh, conversions or potential customers out of those 100 calls. Now, when you look at that, a lot of people think, well, that's failure. There's, I've got a 97% failure rate. Well, no, we know that sales is a numbers game and that's the process they go through. And the people who are in that business and who have been in that business for a long time know that there is a numbers process they have to go through, but it's about making progress and it's about some of the principles I'll talk about in today's episode. It's about getting really dialed in on those principles so that we can expect those and we can actually be prepared for those so that we can grab grab that and deal with it as part of the process. Now, if you're a senior leader who's uh, dealing with a 97% failure rate and you don't have the experience in that particular industry, you're thinking and looking at that and thinking, my God, that is just ridiculous. How can we get this to flip around so we get 97% success rate? Well, in reality, that is highly unprobable or improbable. Uh, It's simply not going to happen. You may be able to, through coaching, through mentoring, through messaging, through marketing, you might be able to turn the 97% uh, no rate into maybe a 96 or a 95 or maybe even a 94% no rate. But hey, there's just sales is a numbers game and you just have to keep going. So it's the lessons that come from the challenges that will tell us so much. But most importantly, it's the approach that we take as the sales leader in relation to those lessons that could be the difference that makes all the difference for your sales team and therefore for your organization. So there's some principles I want to talk about today in relation to this. And as I go through each of these, just think about in your particular situation right now as a sales leader, and no doubt you'll be dealing with some form of challenge or some form of obstacles, dare I say it, some form of failure. And if you haven't experienced failure yet in your sales career, in your sales leadership career, then quite frankly, you haven't been trying uh, enough or you haven't been in the game long enough because failure is inevitable. So some things to think about. 
And uh, if this can help you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader and maybe even reset some expectations for some of your internal key senior stakeholders in relation to the messaging uh, and uh, giving your team, I guess, a little bit more bandwidth to continue to push the envelope and push the boundaries and continue to fail and continue to look for things to try to implement to work out what works and what doesn't work so we can continue to make progress. Because as I always keep saying, sales is all about making progress. It is not about creating perfection. And if you do more and more of this and the more lessons you learn as you go through the process, the better you're going to become, the higher level of conscious competence you're going to have. And guess what? The numbers will always follow. Success is inevitable. The only time that you won't be successful is if you stop doing the basics. And in fact, if you quit. If you quit, that is when it will be final. Which, by the way, is the perfect segue into the first principle I wanted to talk about. And that is, failure is not final as long as you keep going. Now, many people, uh, particularly when they're brand new to sales, they come in with a high level of enthusiasm, high level of motivation, but they don't necessarily have a level of competence just yet. And in many cases, they don't know what it is they don't know. So they almost have, they're a little bit wet behind the ears, if you like, going to organizations, going to conversations, thinking that everything's rosy, looking at always the plus side until they get some form of rejection, some form of uh, obstacle, some form of objection. Uh, and sometimes people get you know, slammed the door in your face in the case of real estate agents. But failure is not final. So as long as we know, and certainly as a sales leader, if we can build a culture within our team that as long as we keep going, it's about putting one foot in front of the other and making progress. And this, this concept of constant and never improvement comes back again. If you're creating it a developmental uh, culture within your team as well and looking for where the lessons are, you're going to have people who are more than likely wanting to go out there again and do some different things or certain things in a slightly different way based on testing and measuring, knowing that if we continue to do the same thing over and over again and we can continue to get the same result, but we expect a different result, then that is literally the definition of insanity. But failure is not final. As I said just before, the only way that failure is final is if you actually stop and if you quit. And unfortunately, there's many, many salespeople that do that most of which uh, is because of the, I guess, the pressure that's being placed upon them or the conversations that people are having with them. And often this comes from the senior leaders to pretty much tell them they're not good enough. They don't fit the mold. They'll often compare them with other salespeople within the team that perhaps are getting different results or better results. And rather than encouraging them, they'll often apportion blame upon them for not getting the results that they want to get. So the first, first thing is, as a sales leader, understand that failure is not final. It is about making progress. It is about putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward. The second principle is, hey, sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you win and sometimes, a lot of people say, sometimes you're going to lose. Well, there's many people out there, including John Maxwell that say, and he wrote a book about this, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And this comes down to what is your perspective on not winning? Is it failure? Is it a mistake or is it a lesson that is there to tell you something that can help you improve the way you make progress. And therefore, the next time you do that same thing, and maybe you do it in a slightly different way, you potentially get a different result because you've been able to learn something from it. Now, success, as I always talk about, success leaves clues, as does failure, and mistakes leave clues as well. As salespeople, and certainly as sales leaders, uh, my, my, certainly my experience is you can get a lot more lessons out of things that didn't work than you do from the things that did work. Because sometimes we can just get caught up in how good we are and the fact that in reality, we may have actually caught lightning in a bottle and happened to be at the right place at the right time. 
Yes, we can feel fantastic and everybody say, oh, you guys are unbelievable. I couldn't believe how well you did this, that and the other thing. Great, take that for what it's worth. But also think about what is the lesson that's come out of that win? Now, sometimes there might be a lesson that you've done something well. It could be the way you created a strategy, the way your marketing campaign was structured. It may have been the way you had a conversation, the way you handled a particular challenge or a particular question that came back from a customer that led to you winning. Uh, so by all means, ask those questions. But when it comes to not winning, when it comes to getting rejected and having customers say no, we've got to find what the lessons are. And part of that is to ask questions. Now, what's really interesting about this is when a piece of business doesn't fall a company's way, they'll be very clear on wanting to lean in and potentially do a loss review. And sometimes that loss review will be an internal investigation where you get the senior leaders coming in, beating their chests and finding out why didn't this happen and who's responsible and apportioning blame. You know what? Good organizations and great sales leaders will conduct a loss review with the customer to get feedback. Because what they're looking for is they're looking for the lesson in that. What was it that we didn't do as well as our competitors so that we can learn from that and implement a different approach and a different strategy the next time we're presented with a very similar opportunity. So always looking for what is the lesson. Because we've also got to think about as a sales leader in particular, what is the seed of the opportunity to come out of this failure? Because if you, and if this this presupposes of course that as a sales leader, you are a glass half full type of individual and you're always looking for how can we create an opportunity for our team to get better, to improve, to move forward and to make progress. Which means that for, for whatever happens, we've got to look for what is the seed of an opportunity here? What is the lesson here? Why did this happen? What do I need to know about this that can help me not repeat the same mistake but maybe give me a little bit of a one-up against my competitors next time we're put against each other in a particular situation or a particular opportunity? which means you've got to also think about what sort of questions are we going to ask. Now, the questions not to ask is why did we lose this business? And the, certainly the questions not to ask is who is responsible for the loss of this business? Who didn't do the things right? Who failed to do this and who failed to do that? Which, by the way, are often the questions that the senior leaders will be asking their organization because they are looking for somebody to take responsibility. But the great questions to ask are all going to be around seeking to understand, having questions that are very objective and not subjective, simply looking at what are the facts here? What are things that we've missed? What did we do not well? Where do we actually have some gaps so we can start to plug those gaps? The next principle is a big one, and I talk about this a lot, and that is responsibility. Uh, one of the key responsibilities of a leader is to define define reality. And sometimes reality is, you know what, we're simply not good enough in this particular piece of business. Our competitors were too strong. They had a better offering, etc., etc. But as a sales leader, I will always take 100% responsibility for everything that happens, both positive and not so positive. More so than not so positive, because I'll be the first to put my hand up and say, hey, that sits with me. Uh, we have not won this business because of X, Y, Z, and I'll take responsibility for that. I'll also take responsibility for asking the questions and actually creating the environment where it's okay for our team members to analyze and to maybe question, to self-reflect, uh, and also put some things on the table that might highlight where we have some deficiencies that if we plug those deficiencies moving forward, will give ourselves a much bigger opportunity of not repeating the same mistake and actually getting a different result the next time we're presented with an opportunity like that. Now, that is a difficult thing for many leaders to take because particularly if you're sitting in front of senior leaders who are looking for somebody to blame, you've got to have a pretty strong character and feel really good about yourself 
uh, and feel really uh, confident about yourself to be able to stand up and say, hey, I'm taking responsibility for this. Uh, I'm taking responsibility for the strategy, but also taking responsibility for the steps we're now going to put in place to make sure this doesn't happen again. Now, in some cases, that might be a career-limiting move, and that's okay. If you've got senior leaders who are basically saying, right, you've made a mistake, bugger off now, then it's probably not the organization you want to work in anyway. But if you've got senior leaders who you're prepared to have that conversation uh, and you've got character that sits behind that and got integrity that sits behind that, then, uh, hey, despite what they might say, uh, just think about this. And we talked about this yesterday, that your team is a reflection of you. Just think about the example you're setting your team when you can stand up and take full responsibility. You'll find that they will start doing exactly the same thing. So it's about not fearing failure, but being prepared to face failure in the face, knowing that you can stand up to whatever happens. Because my my presupposition, my underlying, uh, I guess, principle will be I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm going to look for the lesson. I'm going to implement those lessons and look for positive reinforcing behaviors and positive steps forward. Now, a couple of things to finish off. Uh, failure actually also fuels creativity because what it does, particularly if you can ask questions and get lessons and things that worked well and what didn't work so well, you can start to get your creative juices flowing and often you don't know what you don't know until you're faced with some rejection or some failure. Because you might think you have the, the world's greatest sales strategy and you've never actually stress tested it on anybody. Until you do, you don't actually know whether it's going to be successful or not. So if you can actually test it on somebody and it doesn't work, in fact, you are absolutely rejected and it becomes a complete and utter failure. That's actually a good thing because you've found what doesn't work, which means you can now get creative and start to test and measure to see what does work. And the last principle to think about before we wrap up this episode is think about this. Failure does not define you but it can help define you. And that is, it can help build your character and it can certainly help build your resilience. I wanted to finish off the episode with that because as a sales leader and certainly as an exceptional sales leader, if we are wanting to oversee a culture and a team of exceptional performers, it's going to take character, it's going to take resilience, it's going to take them overcoming challenges, objections, rejections, and they're going to have to deal with failure. And so what this does is every time we learn about what doesn't work, we can start to implement lessons from that to get better. And through that, it starts to help define what the characteristics are of great salespeople and helps us become an exceptional sales leader because we start to develop stronger muscles and stronger capabilities. So question I want to ask you as we wrap up this episode is how do you approach failure. Are you in an environment right now where failure is frowned upon or are you lucky enough to be part of an organization where failure is accepted as part of the process and it's a stepping stone to what we ultimately want to achieve? So hopefully you're in that second organization. If you happen to be in the first organization, then hopefully the stuff we spoke about today can help you as you create your own approach and teach your team that, you know what, failure is actually okay. Failure is part of the process and learn to then have the conversation upwards and maybe reset some expectations, but also build the muscle around challenging senior leaders about, you know what, in order for this organization to grow, in order for this organization to be sustainably successful, there are actually going to be some things that don't work. So uh, I trust that message helps, and I trust that message hits you at the right time. And of course, if you'd like to work together, if you're interested in having a chat about how I might be able to help you take your leadership to an exceptional level in the process, help your team become exceptional at what they do, jump on to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll have a conversation about uh, what you're looking to achieve, what success looks like 
for you over the next 90 plus days and we can map out a plan, build a strategy and start executing that strategy as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation and as always look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.